Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK. So as you can see, based off the title, this podcast episode is going to be uh, very uh, conversational very informal and very informative. So how does shiny object syndrome potentially make you lose money and time? So this comes from what I call my series of the becoming of my authentic self. And it don't mean that I'm not authentic, but you know, every level that you break through in your life and in your business, your mindset, your money, all those things, it just uh, makes you do some self-reflection and shiny object syndrome doesn't have to just be things. It can be the way that you think, okay? So I'm gonna take you back a little bit. I started this podcast episode simply from the place of I first start coaching mental health therapists kind of behind the scenes. This was back in like 2014 or so. I was sitting in my private practice office And I decided to take my iPhone. I had just learned how to uh, use GarageBand. And I had sat on the floor. The air conditioner was hella loud in the the suite, but you can't really control it because it's a shared suite with like 80 offices or something. And I decided just to get my wired headphones, aka start from where you are. And if you go back and listen to like episode number two, Episode number one, I just removed, even though it's still there because it was like a test run. But um, you can definitely hear the the change in the sound quality for the good over time, right? But I decided to originally create this podcast for tracking or keeping a vault of the things that I've learned in my private practice so that other therapists don't have to make this mistake because I was getting on consultation calls with therapists that want to help in their business or wanted to leave their jobs or wanted to have a solo or group practice, because at that time I had a group practice and I had left my job. Uh, but some of them didn't understand investing in themselves. And so I'm like, there has to be a way that I can like nurture them and just show up as being me. Cause I was already doing like lives on Facebook and, and you know, stuff like that for my therapy practice. But I'm like, there has to be another way that I can just, you know, talk to them. So I decided as I was part of like two masterminds at that point, I was around a lot of people who were talking about podcasting. Now, I never had taken a class on podcasting. I took a brief workshop as part of one mastermind to show me how to edit in GarageBand, but I didn't know what I was doing. But um, over time, what I did is I wasn't consistent. And I really started the podcast because it sounded cool, right? But I didn't understand how to set up structure, how to batch record. I didn't have a podcast studio, didn't have a mic, none of that. I didn't get any of this until like 2020, like literally in March of 2020, because I decided at that time to go all in. So up until that point, if you've heard some of my celebrations of me reaching like 100 podcast episodes, 200 and et cetera, I decided because of what was happening in 2020 to like quadruple down and produce content because I wasn't one, I wasn't going to be naive to think that all of a sudden therapists wanted to invest in themselves. 
But I also was not going to be naive to ignore that this was the perfect time to get in as in front of as many therapists as possible because they ain't doing nothing. Some of them have lost their job, their job on pause. Um, some of their clients are in crises, but they ain't showing up for their session. They don't know how to work telehealth. So we just chilling at the house with our kids or our dog. So what better time to get in front of them to motivate them and tell them, you bet not give up. You bet not close down your doors. You bet not give up on your dream. So that's what I did. And I, I clearly like published 85 podcast episodes, which put me over a hundred in 2020. And then I did another hundred and something in like 2021. And so I'm sharing all that because over time, the trends have changed. And over time, what can happen in your business and in your mind is that you're watching other people produce content and teach you something. And the shiny object syndrome for me was video because I like video and clearly it was YouTube. But doing YouTube is not a joke. So over the last few years, I was going back and forth of how I wanted to show up on YouTube. Now, in 2020, I did produce a lot of pre-recorded material because, again, I wanted to test it out. I ain't got nothing but time. And I wanted to use all this equipment that I was purchasing, you know, at home on Amazon. And I wanted to connect with people because we didn't have a way to connect via face-to-face anymore because that was taken away from us. So I did do a lot of videos doing unboxing of like luxury goods, tying it into saving your money through a CEO abundance fund. I took y'all on trips with me to Costco, going shopping during the pandemic. It was just like, I was just going ham, having crazy, right? You know, going crazy, but I was having fun, but I had a lot of time. Then the world started to operate again in California in 2021. Like, cause I think we went on like two to three lockdowns in like a 12 month period. So then I realized I don't know if I'm feeling doing YouTube anymore as often because it requires too much. So at one point I was not changing my clothes. I'm like, it's too much to be changing my clothes. Some of the people say, just have on a a tank top and just change the top. I'm sweating. Like I want to sit here and batch record two to three episodes having to do my makeup because to be quite frank, I'm literally recording in my office with a blanket over my pajamas you know what I'm saying? Got in the shower, washed my face, did my little morning routine, did my facial, drunk my tea, met with my team, but I got on some Skims loungewear that's warm. You feel me? Like, I don't need to get dressed. Now, could I show up on YouTube live like this? I could. Could I show up on Instagram live and put a filter on my face or not? I could. And sometimes I will. But in order for me to produce quality content consistently, I don't want to have the shiny object of everybody going over to YouTube. Don't miss out on the boat. Just like everybody said, go to TikTok. I did that for a little bit. And I was like, not that it's trash. I like TikTok, but I'm like, this is too much to handle because I am the face of my brand, which means I have to record the real. Even if I have a growth team manager and they're telling me what to record, I still got to do it. This is too much. Now, I love repurposing. I can do a video on YouTube and I can dissect that thing into like 30, you know what I'm saying, like little videos. But at the end of the day, I really started to ask myself in 2023, where do I want to spend my time? And the bigger, higher quality question was, what's producing ROI? As me living an abundant life, that's non-tangible or tangible from going on trips and stuff, whatever. But also, what's bringing in more money? So these are all the things that I considered. Am I going to continue having a desire to do audio content 
video content or both. I done been back and forth telling my team I'm a quit one, then I put it back on my thing. And it's usually me quitting YouTube, right? So that was one question that I asked myself. Then another thing I realized is that like, am I watching these videos? And then it gets me all hyped up because I know I can do it. And then I want to go with the trend because I know that YouTube is a popping trend and I know it's not going to die down. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to show up on YouTube, but I want to show up on YouTube my way, right? Not how everybody else is doing it. So that's what I was really struggling with. Like, if this is what I got to do to be on YouTube, I ain't no YouTuber. I'm not aligned with this. And if YouTube ain't your thing, replace it with something else. What is your shiny object? Okay. Some of y'all got five of them. That's the problem. That's why you ain't making no money. That's why you're not making the amount of money that you want to make. Right. So I'm not a YouTuber. Well, then I had to ask myself, well, what was the point in this season of me creating a YouTube channel? So my YouTube channel has went through phases. I've had like two different YouTube channels. One of them, actually, I think all of them are on one now. I merged them, but there's a lot of videos that nobody will see. But some people who've been following me for a long time, when I was known as TK Marie, the girl who did health coaching and, and, and a therapist before I like converted over to Dr. TK about seven years ago, I was doing a lot of health coaching, travel, shopping, just shit, being me. Because Instagram was made for pictures. It wasn't made for business when it first started. And your girl was on Instagram when it was iPhone only. I was on Instagram when they first published it. One week later, my friend said, yo, you seen this new app? Bet. Ain't nobody on it. It got a thing called a filter. Black and white sepia tone. That's as far as we went, right? So I hopped on it and I learned how to use it, which is why I know I'm an outlier with liking social media because I was on it when it first started. I was on Facebook. I was on Facebook when they first went live. I started using it because I was part of a mastermind where they said, yo, uh, they had this thing called Periscope, but they also came out with this thing called Facebook Live now. This going to kill the game. And then they came out with Instagram Live. You know, then they came out with YouTube Live. It, what I'm saying is, it's a never ending story. So at some point, you're going to get tired, especially if you're doing it by yourself and or if you have to be the one to create it all. So I realized that after publishing all of these workout videos, after publishing all of these therapy videos, I wouldn't align with none of that in this season. If I want to talk about mental health, I need a speaking engagement in person or on Zoom. I want my YouTube channel right now to be my family vault. When we go on family vacation, I'm not the perfect video capturer, right? I'm probably better on my iPhone than I am a camera because I'll be moving, walking down the street, sound ain't good. I've watched all my vlog videos. I'm like, ooh, that sound is horrible. But at the end of the day, the goal of my YouTube was last year or no 2021 was to create something that my kids can go back and look at kind of like a home video but it's evergreen always available but we still got the footage on it you know on a drive but also for those therapists who do kind of want to see the behind the scenes of what's going on and the abundant living why not do like one video and cover both but it doesn't have to be so damn scripted right so then I fell into shiny object syndrome again because after 2021, YouTube went to an all time high in terms of like YouTube shorts and all these other things. So I'm like, bet if I know how to do stories, I know how to do shorts. So what did I do? I prepped my team, made this whole KPI for YouTube in terms of how we going to grow, how we going to get monetized. We monetized it. However, we monetized it last year. But then when I sat down this year, I was like, something about this ain't right. Not that I don't care about being monetized, not that I will not ever use it, 
But I'm like, my first goal is not to be a YouTuber. My first goal is not to get brand deals. If they come, cool, very accepting. Not going to close that off. I'm just speaking that to the universe. But my goal of creating content across all platforms is to help therapists see what's possible. So with that said, I really had to ask myself, where are my therapists listening to my information? Instagram and podcasts. I've surveyed them multiple times. Therapists are not going on YouTube searching for therapy strategies. They come across my information from maybe a Facebook ad or Instagram. And then they realize I have a podcast. They come to my boot camp. They sign up or they don't. And they say connected or they're in our program or both. Bottom line is I realized that my revenue, my ROI, money dictates where my time is supposed to be. And instead of me focusing on uh, shiny object syndrome where everybody else is, I need to show up authentically as me in my way. So I want you to ask yourself, how are you showing up right now? Are you showing up because somebody told you you need to show up that way? Even if I'm your coach, I may say things like, yes, you need a profitable business yet, or I hope you desire one, right? But yes, you need an operating system to grow and keep open a profitable business. All that's true. But just because I gave you a template of how to create a five-minute clickable note, it doesn't mean you can't turn that five-minute note into a three-minute note or a 10-minute note. It depends on who you see. You have the right to adapt and personalize something to your liking so that it's aligned with how you want to show up. That's all I'm saying. And some of us decide to do everything based on what everybody is saying, instead of truly slowing down and asking yourself, where do I want to be like in the next year? And then break that down into bite-sized pieces into like small sprints. I'll do a podcast episode on what that can look like. But from me looking at December, I have a goal. And when I sat down at the end of the first quarter and realized we can still hit our goal, but we didn't hit our quarterly goal. Well, actually, no, we did. First quarter, we did hit our goal. But And the beginning of the second quarter, it looked a little slower than we anticipated in certain areas, whether that's email subscriber growth, social media growth, engagement. We have just different KPIs for different things, right? It's just not all about money. But all of these things do help run our company. So I really had to ask myself, when were the biggest wins in my company? You should do this. When were my biggest wins in my company, even if it was a big win in that season? Because that may be where you're beyond now. Right. It could be revenue. It could be clients. It could be amount of referrals. It could be amount of vacations, whatever. And then I want you to go back and ask yourself, how did I show up during that time? Because even though I do say that every level that you go at, go in into your life, it will require another higher level version of you. That's true. But it doesn't mean that you can't go and review where you need to be at in your baseline. So this is a little trick that I do, y'all. Every time I'm feeling like unaligned, I put a lot of my stuff on social media. So what I will do is I will go back and specifically look at my reels because my reels tell me a lot. Look at your stats. In my reels, I will go and look at January was a very big launch for us for DTA. We had a good amount of students come in. January is typically always a bigger cohort. New year, new me, right? Or therapists who've been following me for the whole previous year. So what I did for the next open enrollment period is I went back and I looked at how was I showing up, not just in January, But how was I showing up leading into January? Because I'm sure some of these therapists who have been following me for a while. And what I realized is that it was the consistency that led to the results. 
It was the showing up authentically as me. And I realized that the reels that got the most plays and specifically the most comments, because like to me, a vanity metric, a fake metric is you liking my reel. When I'm telling you to combat, comment back to me and let, let me know if you ever experienced this, that to me is a, a, a key performance uh, indicator, like showing me that my business is growing because that also tells me who I'm attracting. I can attract a dancer reel. I can attract 10,000 people who are not my ideal client. Please note that for yourself. That doesn't tell you anything, but oh my God, people saw my stuff. Okay, great. But is that what you're truly wanting to measure or are you measuring ideal people talking back to you and engaging with you and saving the posts? So I realized that more therapists were engaging in posts. Yes, I was being authentically me, dancing, having fun, using profanity, all those things. And I'm a spiritual person. Let's be very clear. I've had DMs and emails tell to, people have actually told me this year, and I'm not shading them. Everybody has a right to see things the way that they see it. And, you know, it was a lesson learned, but it is what it is. I had somebody in the January launch say they were actually about to join DTA. They told me what payment plan they were about to have, but they said, because I used the word God and damn together, that didn't align with them. And that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to talk them into joining my program. If that is their belief system in terms of how they would prefer to align themselves with certain people based off of how we present, I'm fine with that. So I said, thank you for letting me know. I took that into account. I'm very conscientious of my words. You know, I took it as a lesson. But it's not going to make me not show up as the way that I show up. It's not going to make me not show up and use profanity if I feel like it. I just will be more conscientious of also using the Lord's name in vain with certain words because I didn't even realize that I said that back to back, right? So I'm not going to minimize it. I'm just going to say lesson learned. But I'll say all that to say what I realized when I was looking back at my data is that my data showed me that therapists like me to show up in two different ways. And this has been truth for over three years. And every time I try to veer off and do something else, it don't work. I try to talk calmly to y'all. It don't work. Therapists like for me to talk like straight up aggressive, not aggressive. Like I'm talking at you or cursing you out, but like in your face, yo, get up out of your bed. (laughs) Like y'all like me to talk to y'all like that. I'm like, it's like kids not listening to you unless you yell or something. And I'm like, really? I don't want to yell at you. And y'all like, yeah, yell at me. (laughs) Right. So all right, I'll keep doing that, I suppose, you know? And then also I've learned that therapists are more engaged with, um, well, actually it's three, the um, straight up, the having fun, dancing, being authentically me. I ain't gotta be y'all dressed up, but sometimes I can, but putting a message about y'all business while I'm dancing, y'all like that. So the one that stands out to me in the last couple of months is when I said, What do you do when you go to a club and you realize that you see one of your client's family members? And then I gave a whole narrative about what really happened, right? (laughs) And everybody was like, whoa, child, like that one like did so well (laughs) among therapists. I said, bet, I need to pretty much just tell y'all case studies. That's all y'all want to hear, bet, (laughs) right? And then thirdly, I do this mostly in my stories. It doesn't hit well really on my feed, but it does well in my stories. I noticed that there's an increase when I'm taking y'all behind the scenes and low-key making an Instagram vlog. I actually realized this when we went to Paris. I'm getting chills just saying this. I want to travel just because I like to travel. And it helps me actually create more content. It helps me step into that abundant, higher level version of myself, but like be free of sitting in front of a computer, like at home, right? And helping me create new content, helping me have a fresh set of eyes. And so those are my three categories of things that you're going to start seeing me do more. Because again, use your data 
statistics to determine where you should go in your business. And this is where I'm going with this. I use data to tell me that therapists like when I do boot camps over webinars. Hence, I try webinars, I believe, for the, for the last time, August 2022. And then I said, no more team. I did it because I just needed to get it out of my system. Because they like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, let me just do one more. I did two of them. And then I said, you know, we made some sales from it. But I'm like, this ain't the kind of impact that I want to make. I want to spend time with them. I want to get to know their names. I may not see your face, but if you go on Instagram, I can, right? So I thought that, you know, we should just do boot camp. So that's that's what we're doing right now in this season. And I say in this season, because I never want, also, I learned, lesson learned. Ooh, I should probably do an episode on this. I also have learned not to put myself in a box because I'm such a planner where it has actually hindered my business growth in the last year because I go into a spiral in my thought processes of, well, I tell my community, I'm only going to launch DTA this amount of times, and then I do it again. And so it's not even that anybody that wanted to join or did join say, oh my God, I thought you were going to do it again. They said, as hell, I get another coaching call, <laughs> right? And so, because I know that, I don't know why I go into a spiral. But nevertheless, I looked at my data and I realized that with those three areas that I mentioned, in addition to that, I want to do more boot camps. I want to do them as many as I can when it makes sense for our calendar. And when looking at things from a measurement standpoint, I realize that if it's not doing anything for my bottom line, and this is something that I want you to apply to your business right now, if it's not helping your bottom line, meaning your business stay open, aka making money so that you can get paid, so that you can show up as your best self, so that you can have the money to pay somebody to take stuff off your plate, so that you can take vacation, so that you can build out the operating systems for your mainstream of income, so that you can go and build a second one and a third one and the fourth one and so forth. That means that you got to take your time slowing down to speed up. That means that you want to put your energy toward what is improving the growth of your business, not what you just feel like doing because you think that it's going to work. Now, if you're new to everything, social media, operating system, private practice and all those things, then yeah, you may have to do a year of test runs. Throw the spaghetti at the wall, see if it stick. That's what I do, y'all, with every stream of income. I am an experimenter. I am not afraid to do something one time, put people in a beta, and if it works, Cool. If I graduate them for another to another program and I don't want to do it no more, cool. But at least I created the program. And that's how I actually have just a lot of streams of income because at any given time, I can go on my vault and say, you know what? That was a dope program, but we had to launch it multiple times. And I don't really want to launch it, but let's do it for Black Friday. Right. So nothing ever gets like done in vain. Like I ain't gonna never touch it again. I'm always intentional. And that's what I told my team this week. Like anything that I do, even if it doesn't last, but I always finish though. If I choose not to bring it up again, please note, it's going to come up again though. We just got to write a sales page for it, <laughs> you know? So put your energy toward what is growing your business. For me, I put my focus toward, at the end of the day, my focus is my programs, all of them. So then I reverse engineer it. What do I need to do and how do I need to show up? How do I need to you know, motivate my team to show up? so that we can make a bigger impact with our clients and those who are prospective clients, right? What do I need to do? How do I need to show up? And so I want you to tell me, head over to Instagram and let me know you listen to this podcast episode. Share it with like two to three other therapists and let me know, do you prefer to continue to stay in the shiny object syndrome if you in one right now? Your shiny object syndrome can be something in your personal life. You, you addicted to buying leggings to work out, but you go to the gym once a week. <laughs> Say I'm like, cause they cute. 
because it was a new drop on Lululemon. Okay, great. You look cute sitting on the couch eating chips. Okay. But let me know, what do you prefer? I am in a season where I am 100%. Let me just give y'all a visual and then I'll wrap up. (laughs) We uh, went to the Usher concert like a few weeks ago and I had on a white blazer a skims like bodysuit. Man, her clothes feel so good. They feel like butter, y'all. I'm a key. That that is a shiny object that I'm a key buying because it makes me feel good. And hell, that helped my ROI because your girl show up when she feel good, right? So <laughs> I had her bodysuit on. I had some like Fashion Nova white jeans on. My blazer, I think, was from Fashion Nova too. Because people be asking me where I be getting my stuff, and I'm like, you can look like a billion dollars, and your whole outfit costs twenty, right? <laughs> Girls can get away with this stuff, I swear. Boys, my husband be like, I hate y'all. Because <laughs> we can go and literally buy something for $10 and then put on some Fendi earrings, buy, have a dope Fendi purse, and still walk around feeling, looking, and are worth $3,000. But only two things cost $3,000. <laughs> I'm sorry y'all I'm laughing. But listen, this is what y'all gonna hear on the podcast. So let me know if y'all liking my energy on this podcast episode because I feel way more comfortable when I could just talk. Not that it's scripted. Like I still got my little notes in front of me. Don't get me wrong, but I could just talk. Like I got bullets. I don't got like slides, right? So let me know. But what I was getting to is with the blazer, I had like some Gucci shoes on. We dressed up my son. He made it all the way to like the last 30 minutes, but he really enjoys music and shows and, um, what do you call it? The drummer. He really enjoys like the people who play the machines, um, the, the, you know, stuff. So what am I getting at? When we were walking out, I felt so comfortable because after 2020, I swear I can't wear heels no more. Like I also sprained my ankle in the pandemic and I ended up slipping on one of my stairs. It was really bad. And it was the same ankle that I had sprained like, <laughs> like five times in high school, tore ligaments. So it took a while to heal to the point where it's still to me, not 100% healed, but it's healed enough to wear heels a little bit. But I also need to wear like a different style of heels, right? Y'all, y'all ladies know what I'm talking about as we get older. You feel me? And run it after a five-year-old. You can't have on no heels. At least I, I choose not to. And so when I had on my tennis shoes and that whole fit, I was like, yo, this is what I'm wearing to the conference, meaning a version of it. And then I thought to myself, is that the version of me that I want to show up as? Because I like how I dressed up at the conference last year, but I had on a suit. And then I ended up putting on my flats. <laughs> and then I had a dress on. And I ended up putting on my flats. So am I saying that I won't have on like a sparkly dress at the conference? I probably will. I probably will tell everybody to dress alike. Like we probably will do a dress up day and a casual day because y'all going to be at y'all seats at that conference. If you want to learn more about that um, conference, then click the link in the show notes because tickets still are on sale. We have literally a few left, a few, but it's in October in Vegas. If you're ready to scale your business, hop on over and learn more about it. Get in my DM and just have a conversation with me, right? But I'm sharing all that with you because I'm in a season in my life where when I close my eyes, And I see myself on stage. I don't see myself with dresses on all day. I see myself looking dope, having bomb clothes on, right? Looking like a million dollars, right? But at the same time, I'm me. And Takesha needs to run. Takesha needs to jump up and down. Takesha needs to dance on the stage. And I'm not saying that I can't do some of that with heels on. But I want to be 100% comfortable because when I'm comfortable, you will also hear me talk differently. It may take me a while to unwind, right? I still get a little nervous when I walk on the stage. Hell, it's still an event, right? So let your girl know, do you like the new version, the new season of how we showing up in this podcast? Let me know. But you're going to hear more of this. And also let me know in the DM, 
what are some things that you want me to talk about? And it don't all have to be strategy, y'all. If you want to hear more about what you saw in my story, how I planned a trip, tell me. I broke down how I traveled for 10 hours on a straight through flight to Paris with a five-year-old. <laughs> that was not, uh, it was good. But um, it was some things that came up that I just didn't consider that now we need to consider next time we fly, right? So um, let your girl know how you like this podcast episode. Um, head over to Instagram, make sure that you follow me, stay in tune with me because you will get to know resources for private practice and for scalable businesses. This is already almost the middle of the year. So this is where we will start introducing our audience to things like collaborations around digital products and how you can create your own digital products by collaborating with my mentor that I link y'all with and you get bonuses of his, bonuses of mine. That happens in June, depending on when you're hearing this episode. He only does this once a year. Check out the link in the bio because it will outline all of the resources. So a lot of them are free. Um, and I'll also let you know when we have an upcoming boot camp for the Dope Therapist Academy and how to become a, an abundant CEO for your private practice. So I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.